We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I don't know if it's just me, but I'm hearing the intro twice in my head now. Hopefully you guys aren't hearing that too, um, but it sounds like it's over now. So there we go. Well, that's a start. Um, oh, I can hear myself. What is going on? Oh, that's why. Because I have YouTube open. I promise we actually know what we're doing sometimes. Um, hello. What's up, everybody? Uh, day one of padded practice today. Day four of Chargers training camp. And they did the amazing thing of having the entire practice on the far side of the field. And unfortunately, I did not bring binoculars. Um, I would call it a rookie mistake, but it's my fourth year, so my bad. Uh, so no binoculars uh, was very far, very difficult to see. But we do have some stuff to talk about. I, I promise uh, I tried my best, and we'll be able to talk about some stuff for sure. Um, if you guys have any questions, I'll probably go like a, a defensive breakdown sort of first of what happened today, and then maybe I'll take some questions then. Then I'll jump into the offense. Um, I'm sure there's a question about Quentin Johnson in there. And then um, we'll take more questions and round things out. Um, but I'd love to be done today, like 12, 15 or so. So we'll see. All righty. Um, as far as the defense goes, so today was the first day in pads. And what I had noticed in without pads the first three days is that the run defense looked really good. And there's only so much you can glean from that because there's no pads. Zion Johnson can't block the guy like he would want to. I'm granted that goes for the defense as well, trying to you know, defend the run. But still, I thought the defense looked really, really good the first three days. So the pads come on today. We're all, all wondering what the run defense looks like this year. Look pretty good. Um, if they 
got any yards running the football from first team to third team, they had to earn every bit of it. It was like three yards, four yards. Like I don't, I don't think there was a point where the offense was gaining no yards on these run plays. Um, and listen, game on the line. Austin Eckler needs three more yards. He might be able to get it, right? Joshua Kelly needs to bulldoze some opposing team's linebacker. Maybe he gets it. But in this setting, there was nowhere for them to go. And I think you guys are maybe going to ask me about how you know this interior defensive lineman looked versus this interior offensive lineman. Very difficult to tell from the far field and looking again 80 yards away into the sun. Um, I'm, I'm getting used to my contacts. We're getting there. Um, but overall, just the run defense in general, there was nowhere for them to go, the offense to go. It seemed like outside of there, there were two big run plays. And even then, they were like 20-ish yarders. Um, one was to Austin Eckler down the left sideline. One was to Tyler Huseman down the left sideline. So I think other than those two, I didn't really see any many explosive plays against the, the Chargers run defense. And frankly, it looked like two, three you know, yards in a cloud of dust for the most part. So the run defense looked really, really good overall, which I love to see. Um, the duo of Kendricks and Murray, at least against the run, we haven't seen them do a whole lot against the pass. Like they're not challenged a ton right now. Um, but that 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 duo looks really good against the run. And I think the best run defense play of the day was from Kenneth Murray getting a tackle for loss. Um, he just read it and also boom, he's in the backfield and he was hyped up. Everyone was excited for him. So as far as playing the run, he looked great. Uh, Kendricks looks great. The DBs continue to move up and play against the run really, really well. Like if, if anybody gets you know a swing pass or if there's a run up the middle and maybe it breaks through a bit, you know, there's a DB, there's a corner, there's a safety, and then the other safety from the other part of the field ends up making his way over there. And I'm sure there's a linebacker there too. Like it is very, very slim pickings for the run game right now to try to find out where to go. So we'll see. You know, I don't think that's really you know, something negative about Kellen Moore and his ability to run with the football. I just think right now, Brandon Staley has everybody pretty dialed in. And, you know, that's testament to um, Derek Ansley getting these guys to tackle better. That's helping them. You're about helping them. Uh, Brandon Staley, another year in the scheme, is helping them. I think Eric Kendricks wearing the green dot is helping them. So whatever it is, they're out there right now without Austin Johnson, without Otito Agbonia, and they're looking pretty good against the run. That's one day of practice in the pads, I know. But it's a theme that's carried over from the no padded practice days. So let's keep an eye on that. Um, DBs, that's kind of the, another big storyline. Really good work with the ball in the air today. I thought for the last three practices, it was really just, you know, Herbert would air it out, someone would air it out, and the wide receiver pretty much always came down with the football. And I didn't think that was the case at all today. I actually think the DBs did their best work so far playing the ball in the air. I think the most involved DB was Dean Leonard. I think he had at least two passes broken up, if not three, like definitely two, potentially three. Sort of depends on how you determine what a pass broken up is. But he had an opportunity to go against Quentin Johnson down the left sideline. Easton Stick finally threw a deep ball. And, um, you know, Quentin Johnson had opportunity to catch that. And I think he did for a brief moment. But then Dean Leonard worked the sideline, worked the hands, and broke up that pass. So he looked really good. Um, and then the last play of practice was a target to Dean Leonard. Didn't allow that catch. So he looked really good. That is your second-year corner from last year. Um, will we ever really get to see Dean Leonard play this year? I don't know. Technically, I hope not. But he's looking better. And he, last year, when the like before pads came on, he was a standout breaking up passes. Today, he really stood out. That's fantastic to see. 
Um, Raheem Lane looked really, really good. Uh, again, another pass breakup, really good against the run, really good two-way player. Whereas I think like, you know, I didn't really like, uh, if you see my recap from the Chargers practice, I thought JT Woods had his best day against the run, right? And, and swing passes. And that's true. He looked really, really good playing everything in front of him. But I never really see him get to be challenged as a defensive back being thrown to. Whereas Raheem Lane, I don't know if it's just the nature of who he covers or what, but there's always every practice, one opportunity for him to cover, and there's always a pass breakup. So he's consistently just stacking and stacking. It kind of reminds me of Braden Fajoko last year, where he's not your starter, he's not your first guy, not your second guy, not your third guy. Um, but but Raheem Lane is just making plays. Like every day in practice, there's at least one play where you go, yeah, how are you going to cut that guy? Um, that's what happened for Fajoko for all of seven days, I think. Um, but I think Raheem Lane's actually going to make the roster, and I think he's genuinely pushing for for safety three. But we'll see. Um, Jaw Taylor versus Asante. Yeah. Jaw Taylor versus Asante Samuel Jr. was very even today. So if you saw like the red zone period, both of them allowed a touchdown in the red zone during drills. Um, Zant was covering Mike Williams, and Mike Williams just burned him off the line. Toe tapper in the end zone. Fine. Again, with those kinds of drills, the wide receiver is mostly going to win. Um, and then Jaw Taylor, everyone saw, I think, the play today where Quentin Johnston you know, reached up and over and grabbed the ball over Jaw Taylor in the end zone, high-pointed that ball. Fantastic. So he was really, really good. Um, or Quentin Johnston was really, really good there. That was the best play of, you know, I think, all the receivers today with Quentin Johnston doing that. Um, we'll talk about him in a bit, though, because I know some of you have questions, so we'll get there. Um, but then both of them had really, really, both the DBs had really, really good days to finish everything out. So um, Asante Samuel Jr. had another interception today. I couldn't say who he was covering and who threw it, but he had an interception today. And he like, I think he took his helmet off and like, was like, yeah, and like cheering. He was really, really pumped up for that one. So he, he's fired up. It's the second day in a row of him getting an interception. He should have had one apparently on day two. So he's really making plays on the ball. But this was finally the day where Jaw Taylor said, I can cover too. Like <laughs> I can actually get out there and cover these guys as well. Um, so I think the final 11 on 11 period of the day, there were three targets to jaw Taylor, one against Mike Williams, or sorry, two against Mike Williams, one against Quentin Johnston, no catches allowed tight coverage in the red zone, in the end zone, um, one pass breakup. So he looked, he looked really good there. And I, I wonder if there's sort of a theme where you see it throughout camp that, oh, this receiver is catching it down the field over Jaw Taylor. And that happens quite a bit. But in the red zone, you can really see that, you know, with less space to have to operate with, be able to keep everything kind of in a close proximity, he looks better. Does that mean that makes him a starting slot, a nickel? No. Um, But maybe there's something there, right? So maybe Samuel Jr. trots out as your starter, but maybe you consider the red zone more of a Jaw Taylor thing because there's more of an equal chance of run versus pass. I don't know. Um, but at least today, today was finally the day where Jaw Taylor got to show off that he was a good coverage back as well. Whereas I really feel like the last couple of days didn't do him any favors. Um, as far as D tackles today, and that'll be kind of where we wrap things up. I oh, know we have edge rushers too. Um, I, it, today was just not an, a D tackle day for me to be able to watch. There were, not only were they on the far side of the field, they had perfectly set up for whatever reason the, I don't know what they're called, but the rigs that they have that have the lights on them and then the pads, they made a perfect block where I could not even see 
the guys doing the drills all that much. You could only really see the last third of the play. So I, I really couldn't give you much about the D tackles. I will say there was one noticeable play that I couldn't miss, even though it was practically half covered, was um, veteran Nick Williams was just, I forget who he rushed. Maybe it was Will Clapp, but boy, that was there was power behind that one. Um, that's kind of all I saw from him in that play or uh, throughout the day, but worth pointing out. Um, who else? Okay, I'll, I'll wait a bit more till we get to the offensive line because I could see them a bit more than the defensive line because of where they were aligned. Um, Tuli and Chris Rumpf both got pressures off the edge. I don't know who they were going against. Um, I'm guessing it was Zach Bailey. Zach Bailey did kick out to right tackle today because Pipkins was still hurt. Um, but Tuli, like Chris Rumpf, third year, has been developing, has been good in camp before, has been good in the preseason. There's not much to share there, but I thought his bend um, was better than I've ever seen it that I can recall. But Thule having that bend for that pressure that he had was really impressive because at 20 years old, if you can bend that way, mold your body that sort of way and work it like that, that was really impressive. You know, Joey Bosa talked about um, on Drew Tranquil's podcast last year, it took him four years to see his body like bend and move the way he wanted, um, which is scary because Joey Bosa was defensive player, the rookie of the year. Um, but yeah, uh, for Thule to have that already is, is really, really good um but that's kind of all i saw from them there Tuli got some work in in sort of coverage as well um just defending the flat so that's kind of going to be his role i could see him being just like kyle van noy but actually a, a, an edge rusher and unless so a linebacker um so as who is it just pointed out scott childs pointed out um foster serrell today i again i far side of the field i think daniel popper is going to give you a much better breakdown than i could but as far as I could tell, with Foster Serrell jumping in with the ones, I don't really think he made a mistake. Not a glaring one. If you want to say like a rep was a tie, fine. Um, but for the most part, in pass protection, never saw an issue from Foster Serrell going against Joey Bosa. Um, as the first team guy out there, he was naturally going up against the first team guys on defense. And I thought he looked great. There was a couple of times Joey Bosa got him in the run game. And like one in particular... Joey was just like, no, 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 excuse me, and just kind of threw him off. Um, but overall, like Foster Sarah looked really good. And that's that's more than I ever could have hoped to say on day one of pads. You line up against Joey Bosa and you looked fine. If if nothing else, you look good. So hey, I'll take it. We'll see when joint practices happen with against the Saints. I think that gets you gives you a really good sense of maybe where these guys could be last year. Trey Pipkins and Storton Norton didn't do so hot against the Cowboys, but I just think Parsons Lawrence is that good of a duo. But if, if we can see Sarah continue to do this, then I think you're feeling okay. Although, again, process versus results. If Sarah turns out really well, great. That's a great result. I don't think having zero other options after that is a good process. So it, I don't, it didn't seem like, I think Brandon Staley gave the update that it's, barely worth really mentioning with what Pipkins is going through right now. It seems like it's going to be fine. Frankly, if Pe if Pipkins is your starter and you know that, and he is, give Sarah the reps, give Bailey the reps, let Melsop play, let McFadden play tackle, you know? So I think they're just being cautious, but it's kind of a bummer that we are already at the point where we're trying to figure out, okay, who's the next, you know, offensive lineman, who's the next tackle. So we'll see. Um, he looked really good. Rashawn Slater was disgusting as always. Um, he just looks like he looks like Lane Johnson, just playing the left side. Um, he just looks 
incredible. There's no moving him. There's no trying to get past him, through him, around him. You try to use any power against him, and it's over. It's remarkable. Like if you haven't seen Rashawn Slater in person, just go go watch him practice, man. Like nobody's going around him, no one's moving him. He looks healthy, so that's great. So you feel good about Pipkins if he's healthy. You feel better about Cyril today, and Rashawn Slater is Rashawn Slater still. No surprise. Couldn't get around him. Everybody went to sleep. Um, Zion looked really good. I think he. I think Scott Malik had a rush against him, and and Zion was just like, no, thank you. Um, again, kind of like Rashawn. <clears throat> excuse me. Kind of like Rashawn Slater, just athletic, strong, tough, smart, really difficult to work um, around through, etc. So he looked good overall. I think the offensive line looked actually pretty solid in those drills. Um, as far as wide receivers, we're getting there. I see the, the Quentin Johnston comment. Um, Keenan Allen was dominant again. Keenan Allen is probably one of the three best players in camp so far. Um, Mike Williams looked really good. He again, he toasted Zant off the line. Um, he looks really good. No, I don't think he had a jump ball opportunity today, but regardless, he made an impact. Like this wide receiver room, at least with the duo, we know they're good, but it just you can see they're just locked in. This duo is ready to go. Um, Quentin Johnston. So well, let's get into it. He had his toughest day as a rookie. There were two drops in wide receiver drills, and then there were two drops in the red zone drills, and all four of those are against air. Um, and then he could have had that huge catch down the sideline against Dean Leonard. I think that was just a good DB play, difficult catch, slightly underthrown sideline ball. Even if he caught it, maybe he would have been out of bounds. Um, so there's that. But it was definitely the roughest day for him. Like there's, Even if it's not a bad day, I don't think it was a bad day. It was his roughest day so far. Like he was basically mistake free to start camp today, two drops in drills, two drops in red zone. Um, and then kind of I mean, drop ish, like could have had the bigger play with that, you know, deep ball down the sideline, but didn't come up with it. But again, Dean Leonard, you know, good play. So do I think that means uh, Quentin Johnson's a bad receiver? No. Do I think that means that he's going to drop everything the rest of practice or the rest of camp? No. Quentin Johnson has been, arguably a top 10 charger throughout camp so far, considering all 90 players. Um, so I, I don't really have any reservations about him. I've seen him enough times in person to go. And you, again, we also spring camp as well. I'm not worried about him. It just was one of those days. Um, unfortunately, and I think people are taking a lot of stock into this part. It's the first day of pads. So I think people are okay. Well, now the pads are wrong. Quentin Johnson is not good. Um, for now, it couldn't be further than the truth, but it's something that he's going to have to continue to work on. Drop him now. Like Scott Child said, I'm still, I still have your other one up. Um, listen, let the drops happen now. It's fine. I will push back though against everyone on Twitter or social media who said, well, Jamar Chase had drop problems. Yeah, Jamar Chase is like one of the best receiver prospects ever. And I don't recall him having a drop issue in college. Maybe he did, but I don't, I don't recall it being anywhere along the lines of what um johnson had so let's that's not there's not equal things here I, I, let's, let's let's pump the brakes on that one um but otherwise quentin johnson looked fine um again had the, probably the best catch of the day and he just had some drops so that's it and i just realized i told you i would stop after defense to take questions so i'm an idiot let me take some questions now and then we'll get out of here in about 15 minutes so let me start at the top here do 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 
uh, from Jose Gonzalez. How's Jasir in the run game? Uh, look great. That's I don't think they had an opportunity for him to actually tackle the running back, but there were several plays where he would, like the running back would head towards the sideline. Jaw Taylor was right there to make the play. Um, so he didn't have to tackle him, but he got him out of bounds. So he looked good there. And that's that's where he's going to shine the most. How's Duggan doing? It's, it's, it's kind of hit or miss. More miss these days, but I wouldn't say too bad. Um, I've been impressed with the arm strength sometimes. Um, other times I'm, I'm worried that he's not giving some of these tight ends, receivers, enough to work with. So we'll see. Um, from Reginald Page, are we confident in Alohi being the starter safety next to Derwin? Yes. I'm going to say yes with the obvious caveat being I, I could be wrong. But I, I think for right now, he looks good in camp. There was a couple of plays in the red zone where he had to cover Keenan Allen in the post. It's like Michael Davis would work him, safety help, safety help over the top. And Alohi Gilman would make sure that, you know, Trevor had to throw the ball away. So I'm not really seeing him like make plays on the football or really work in the run game, at least not today. But as far as coverage goes and being that guy in the post, just reliable, he's been that guy. LD Bruin saw someone say that the tight ends were blown up either for a sack, for a sack or in the run game. So I'm trying to read that. Did you notice Thule? Was it Thule? Yeah, it was Thule. Thule, after having a great pressure bending, I don't know which tight end it was, but he had to set the edge. Oh, no, I'm lying. That was Ty Shelby. Sorry. Ty Shelby had a really solid, I think, almost pressure one rep. And then the next rep, he like, I forget which tight end that was, but if you want to seal the edge, that wasn't that wasn't a seal. That was an implosion. Um, so Ty Shelby had a really good rep there. Um, I, I can't wait to see these guys on this side of the field. Um, and if they're not there on Saturday, Steven and I will be out there on the field to get you the actual stuff that you want. I'm going to go on a limb and say Steven's going to be watching the offensive defensive line, but, uh, you know, that's just a hunch. Um, Let's see. I'm just going to read this and try to answer it. From Adam, were there any impressive plays by the end of the UDFA players today, or how is Henley in his first day of pads? How much did I see of Henley? As far as individuality, I didn't see a specific play. But from my perspective, again, 80 yards away, it seemed like that second unit of linebackers and that really everybody at the second level that included Henley did a very good job smothering the run. So I couldn't think of him as a specific you know, play. I couldn't think of one particular play for him, but he looked really good or the, the defense looked good when he was on the field. Can't really say much about that. Yes, though, um, as Uriel points out, so I got rid of it, had a pass deflected Saturday. I would actually say that against the pass, that's where Henley's had the most plays. Um, does that mean he's been better? I don't know. But at least in terms of making plays and catching the eye of the audience, yeah, he's had several passes broken up, which makes sense. It's a former safety. Do, 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 do. Um, from Anthony, how JT Woods and the safeties looked? Sounds like the CB group had a day. As far as, again, getting up to play the run, I think JT Woods did his job. I don't think there was ever a point where a ball was thrown his way on his side or there was a run that broke free on his side. Like it seemed like there wasn't really much for him to do, which is good because that means the rest of the defense is doing their job. But I think he kind of was just bored today. Wasn't a lot to do. Safeties look good. Again, Raheem Lane should make the roster. That's even shouldn't be a question at this point. 
Ooh, wow, I wish I knew this one. Who was the slot defender on those two 20-yard runs? I don't recall, nor do I would I even know if that's actually the reason um, that they gave up those runs. But um, Hoosman, <laughs> Hoosman, Tyler Hoosman from, um, oh my gosh, it's not Northern, North Dakota. There's a North Dakota, there's a Northern Iowa, and there's another one. I think he's from North Dakota. Anyway, uh, he ran hard, and then he ended up running into somebody on the sideline and just knocking them over. Uh, I don't think there's any finesse right now to what he can do in the run game, but I don't think he's trying to show it. I think he's trying to show that he is the toughest, meanest runner out there. And on the last pa- uh, non-padded practice, <laughs> you watch him run, and you just hear, bam, bam. <laughs> he's just running into guys, even without pads. Um, so He's going to be fun to watch in the preseason. Um, I think he's more RB 5B right now behind Dotson. I think they like what Dotson can do more. Um, as a twitchy guy, as a receiver, but I think in camp or in, in the preseason, you're going to love watching Hoosman. Um, John Hightower was really worried about him on Saturday because he went down, almost caught a pass, went down, looked injured, got up, you know, eventually slowly, then jogged off, started today and has probably been a top three player in camp. Um, by production alone, he's probably been the most productive player on either side of the football. Uh, he had two touchdowns to get today in the red zone. One catch was just like, I don't know how he caught it, but just the concentration, like crank, somebody cranked the jugs machine all the way up basically and threw it as far to his left as they could have. And he snagged it out of the air. It was impressive. So I think John Hightower is going to make it. And I think that if Jalen Guyton isn't healthy, I think you're feeling okay about Hightower as your other guy. But does that mean he's better than, than Guyton? I don't know. But he brings basically what Guyton could bring with speed-ish while being very productive and healthy. So we'll see. So yes, Alex, am I ready to accept John Hightower as your lord and savior? Sure. I need it to happen. Uh, yeah, John Hightower would be great. That is a scoop that Daniel Popper gave me credit for also for, for breaking him, making the practice squad. So if he makes it all the way to uh, the 53 roster, uh, 53 man roster, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I won't really answer much about the tight ends because I don't think there was really a whole lot today. Although Donald Parham probably had the most <laughs> physical non-offensive pass interference I've seen ever <laughs> against Alohi Gilman. Uh, <laughs> he caught a pass on Alohi Gilman, but I think he also bulldozed him for five yards before. Um, so I don't know if it really counts. Horvath is... I, I'll, I'll try to pay attention to it, especially if Steven's there next time so I can have two eyes on everything. But I don't think Horvath's even really involved. I think that they would maybe prefer another player, um, another running back, another tight end over Horvath. So we'll see. The preseason will be more telling. Like if he doesn't get on the field, like I don't know. How do you how do you have a special teams only guy who also plays a position where there's no other like no other person who's in front of him and you can't even get him on the field in offense? At least with like linebacker like Nick Neiman, you have guys in front of him. He's probably not getting onto the field. There's no one opposing Horvath to being on offense, and yet I don't see him out there. So I could be wrong, but I don't think I saw it. Uh, how did JC Jackson look today? Quiet day today. I think they either never threw it at him or he never gave up a completion. <laughs> I, I don't I don't recall exactly. So again, I could be wrong. And then Daniel Popper's gonna have a much more detailed, linear breakdown of this. I don't recall JC giving up a catch or even being targeted multiple times 
so that kind of answers Anthony's booze question. How do you look in coverage? I guess pretty good. I didn't see anything. Uh, I'll take five more minutes of questions from Michael. Is Darius Davis doing much on offense? No. So I will actually say that I don't think Darius Davis is more than their returner this year outside of maybe a couple of gadget plays, which is kind of what we expected. But then, you know, you never know. And he's had moments. Don't get me wrong. Through all the days, he's had a good catch, a good moment. But the volume is like Darius Davis, one good play. John Hightower, seven good catches on the day. Like, and if, if it's not Hightower, it's going to be Jalen Guyton. So I think Darius Davis will be active. I think that Hightower, if let's say he's the sixth guy, I think he's probably inactive on game day. But I don't think Darius Davis is doing a lot on offense right now, which is fine. You know, there, there's so many other guys they have to work in. You know, again, Josh Palmer. Like, we didn't even talk about Josh Palmer, um, who was really good today. So I don't know. Oh, Steven's on his lunch break. What's up, Steven? Um, football's good. See any Matlock? I saw Zion shut him down once, but I can't really speak much on the interior defensive line until we see them. So on Friday with that padded practice, they will, I would assume, switch to our side. They'll probably on Saturday not play on our side, but that's fine because I'll be out there. And then Sunday, the scrimmage will definitely be in front of us. So I'll get more on that on Friday. But for now, eh. <laughs> um, is Quentin Johnson dropping footballs because he's looking upfield before catching or straight butterfingers? Well, the four that he dropped, two are in drills where he runs under the, it's not a hoop, but it's like a, a set of bars. Like imagine like you, I guess, like, you know, you have like staples that are like aligned like that. Um, like he would just run the drill, look up, have to catch the ball from the trainer or the DB coach or whoever it was. And he dropped two of those and then two in the red zone in the, really in the end zone. Cause he had three yards to go to score and those were drops. So it just like were flat out drops. It wasn't even like iffy. It was just like, it just dropped him. So again, do I really, am I worried? No. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'll take a few more questions, then I will head out. Grant asked about Pokey Wilson. Did he get much run today? So there's a lot of Darius Shepard, first off. Like, Pokey Wilson's not making the roster. Like, wh whoever you had at wide receiver, it's the six that we already would probably have guessed. If Let's say Guyton Southing makes it. It's those six with Davis. Then it's Hightower. Then it's Shepard who's very productive and active too. And then it's probably Pokey Wilson, maybe. Um, but I don't remember much today, so we'll see. Uh, from Jeremy, just got here. In regards to the title, is it the run defense? Let's close out on this one. Is it the run defense being good or a run offense being awful like last year? Um, no, I think, it's the, I, think it's the, I think it's the defense playing smarter and communicating better than they did before. I think that inside or outside for the most part the dbs and the linebackers at the second level understand how to get to where they're supposed to and when and how i think joey bosa being out there and just being god tier against the run is already helping them i think kendrick's being a significantly better run defender than the Chargers have had recently is helpful i think kenneth murray playing a bit more downhill is very helpful um 
you know, I don't see Alohi playing the run as much right now, but you have, you have Derwin out there playing the run. JT Woods has been better. Raheem Lane has been great. Um, Jaw Taylor probably has more run now than he did last year at this point against the run. So, like, I just think everyone's communicating better, doing better. And, like, as Scott points out, this is before we get Austin Johnson. It's before we get Otito. Like, Austin Johnson is your best run defender in the defensive line. And then Otito is, like, the nose they're trying to develop to be a run defender. So it's it's going to be an improved run defense, I think. I think it's almost impossible for them to get worse, and I don't think it's going to be as bad. I think with Joey Bosa out there, you jump five spots probably just because he's – you just watch him, and he, and he said he's bulked up too. Oh, my God. Like, he looks – it's unfair that he can add 20 pounds and just still look like – chiseled out of marble the dude some of these guys man just it's impressive and joey bosa the way he can still hold his own with power but then speed and finesse like it's something else so yeah i think run defense looks better i think the rushing offense is going to take a bit to get going maybe um but i think we maybe have trey pickens okay the other thing is what they're running in practice that we can see the offensive concepts we're not seeing any of the, all the fun stuff that they could be running. Like I have not seen Joey, but no, Joey Bosa or Sean Slater and Zion Johnson pull yet, which is going to be like the thing that they do to murder off our defenses. So, you know, we haven't seen that yet. I will say a lot more option this year, a lot more Herbert on the, well, not a lot more, but significantly more intentional Herbert on the move this year. A lot of option stuff, a lot of pitch. I actually think who's got his big 20 yarder on a pitch. So I, I don't know. We'll see what the offense looks like with the run game, but I don't think that it's expressed itself yet. Like Brandon Staley has this thing. He knows what he's doing. It just is what it is. Almost everybody's been there for two years. The only new guy is, is Eric Hendricks, who's a veteran who's played you know 9,000 snaps. So the offense might take a bit, but for now they're doing some more stuff. Uh, you saw that picture of um, Herbert keeping it on Saturday no pads, um, but that was a keeper. They faked the sweep to, to Quentin Johnson, had the option to pitch it to probably Eckler, and then Herbert kept it. It got all of two yards, but like they're trying those things out, which they didn't really do last year. And they're making a point to work on those things, so should be good. All right, that is it for me today. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out. Got 231 of you in here right now. I appreciate that. Um, I'll be there on Friday. I'll give you a recap. Same as today. Recap afterwards. We'll be a bit more focused on O-line, D-line because they'll play closer. Um, or I've bought binoculars, so I'll, I'll just I'll figure it out. And then Saturday, etc. If you haven't seen our video, Stephen and I did a video recapping the third day of practice on the Chargers practice field. That's on the Chargers YouTube channel. Um, we also have an interview with Joshua Kelly, who is just one of the best interviews ever. Like he's just. I, I wish I could interview him every time. I wish he played it all 22 spots so I could, you know, interview him. All right. But that's it for me today, guys. Take care. See you on Friday. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.